With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Welcome back to the Full Press College Football Podcast around campus, around gridiron. I'm your host, Jim Berninger. You can get this iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Back with me again. You heard him earlier in the season. Justin Ryan Gonzalez here talking more college football with us. Brother, good to have you back here. Thank you for having me back, man. I had a great time last time. 
And I was looking forward to this when you reached out to me about it. This is, is going to be a good time. This is going to be a great time. Obviously, everybody's a little heated tonight. If you're looking on X, Twitter, <laughs> about the college football <laughs> rankings coming out, a lot of people not happy where teams are ranked, discussions, debates. You look at it, to me right now, I've learned, I, last couple of years, I always get heated this time of year. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to let things play out the way it's supposed to play out. But, you know, obviously, Ohio State's one, Georgia two, and then obviously in the AP, Georgia's number one. But for me, where the debate begins, and I think it needs to start six through eight, I mean, you know, is Oregon the best of the one-loss teams, or is it Texas, or is it Alabama? Because if they go by everything, Texas beat Alabama, and I think those teams, teams should be ahead of Oregon because Oregon's played nobody. So, you know, before Quinn Ewers got hurt, I might have I might have been fully there with you because Texas does have an impressive roster. And if you look at the kind of metrics that win national championships in terms of recruiting, five stars, four stars, they have like that level of talent. They really do. Like they're loaded. They've got a bunch of guys that are probably going to go to the league. But I think Oregon is – I have a lot of faith in Oregon. Um, that Washington game was crazy. Yeah, they, that was a great game. That was a great game. I feel like they came so close to winning that game. And I feel like Oregon, more so than some of the other teams, because of their recruiting, they're built more like an SEC team. They have strong lines. Uh, they have Bo Nix. He started 146 college games um, pretty much. Yeah. So they got a, And they have talent at the skill position. So I think Oregon slightly over Texas. And I know it's hard to say – Oh, yeah, Alabama over Texas, too, because Texas beat them. This is what makes college football such an interesting sport. But you got to look at things historically like the time of year the game was played, right? So at the time the game was played, Alabama wasn't playing well. Texas was rolling. Quinn Ewers was healthy. Now, Texas isn't healthy. They're not necessarily playing as well as they were earlier in the year. And then... You have Alabama, who's looking better and better by the week. Classic saving. And, I mean, I really wouldn't be shocked if they roll into Atlanta and beat Georgia in a couple no. I really wouldn't be shocked. Especially since Brock Bowers isn't playing. To me, Brock Bowers was like the Travis Kelsey of college football. He was like their, like, you know, cheat code. He could always get them out of any situation, third and long, second and long. You need some, give it to Brock Bowers. Without him... I really think Alabama could potentially beat Georgia. So it's interesting to see right now. I, I just – I can't side with you on the Texas thing, even though, like I said, with health, I probably would have. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a good debate to have, and it's a fun debate to have because Oregon's being rewarded for winning a close game because their coach is an idiot for not taking points in the red zone. And that's terrible the game, terrible coaching. That was insane. I mean, but that's the but that's the whole thing this year, too. However, since that game, I've been watching this stuff like closely with this thing. And like all these analytics, oh, go for it on fourth down. Why are you just not taking points? Like you're costing your team games because you do not take points. And I think if they take the points there, maybe Oregon goes into the into Washington, gets the W there, and that, and that's a huge win for them. Yeah, I mean, I think you make a great point with the whole going for it on fourth. That's kind of out of control. And, you know, I, I, I like to I like to go for it every once in a while here and there. And like As you know, we've talked about it. I've coached football in the past. Yeah. You know, I like to play a little aggressive. I like going for it. But there are some times where 
there's a line between aggressive and reckless. Yeah. And some of these coaches are just totally reckless. I mean, he went reckless that game. You've seen it with this guy, Brandon Staley, with the Chargers. Man, oh, he's reckless. Got, he's got totally reckless. Reckless. I mean, it's 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 insane. Some of these guys, they just go whatever the analytics are, no matter what it says. Go like, with oh, your boy. gut, man. Go with the gut. Yeah, and a lot of it is it's got you got to feel out the game. Sometimes the game isn't necessarily requiring that. Like, there's been a lot of times where I watch college or NFL games where you know the other team's defense is getting stop after stop, and the offense has a game in the bag. Like you said, they can get some points. And instead, the analytics they go for it on fourth and six, they go for it, and then they end up losing the game. It's it's just, it's just out of control. And I agree with you that you know Oregon, if Oregon beat Washington in that game in Washington. They would definitely be in the top four right now, for sure. I um, agree with you. I don't you. know who would be bumped out, but they Florida would have State to be or, in the top Florida four. Florida State or Michigan, one of those two teams, I think, would probably get bumped. Yeah, I think Florida State's probably got the easiest path right now getting into the uh, getting into the playoffs. Like they, they probably have the easiest path. No, but that Louisville team is very tough. That's going to be a good game if both teams run the table and get to, and get to Charlotte for the ACC title game. I, I, I like Louisville as a story, but I just think Florida State's got a ta- – there's a talent gap there. Yeah, there's absolutely a talent gap there. I 100% agree with you. And you look at it. You talk about game feel, right? You go to the Kansas State-Texas game. I mean, look, I'm for going for the win. Like, I'm, I'm about – That was wild. But, but that play call was awful. Kick the field goal and go to double overtime and take your chances there. Yeah, there was there was no reason for that. That was that was one of the reckless ones. Yeah, and I mean, that's another. See, that's part of the reason why I can't really get Texas there because they could have lost that game. And now, granted, Kansas State's no scrub team. They basically came one snap away from beating TCU last year, who made it to the national championship. So they're no scrub team. But I mean, I just don't think without Quinn Ewers, I really just don't think Texas can compete offensively with the teams that are ranked ahead of them in the in the rankings. All those teams can put up 45, 50 easy. Yeah, I just well, don't Texas doing that play the way they have to. The big question is, is how many points Oregon going to put up this weekend against USC in that defense? I know they changed coordinators. They fired a guy eight weeks too late. But I, I, I expect at least 60 from Oregon at home. Yeah, I mean, USC's got to have one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in college football. They, I mean, it's definitely definitely safe to say that Rutgers' defense is 100 times better than USC's oh, way defense, better. Which way is, better. Like, crazy to say. Like, Rutgers' defense is way better than USC's. And I just feel like that's a failure on so many different levels. To answer your initial question, though, Oregon definitely is in play to put up 60-70. I would definitely take the over in that game. If anybody's putting uh, picks in a parlay, definitely take the over for sure. Um, but Oregon's a threat. I mean, USC is a big disappointment. When we spoke last, I thought they had a chance to kind of be in that mix with everybody. Since then, they've lost three games. Caleb Williams was crying. Um, on the side, it's lines. not his fault, but it's not his fault. He's doing everything he needs to do. His defense can't stop anybody. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not his fault. But the fact that he was crying, I mean, I saw Jason Whitlock called it the Lambo weep. I was dying at that one. <laughs> That's like, funny. But, but, like, come on, man. Like, I just feel like there's bigger issues at hand there. I, mm-hmm. I think Lincoln Riley thought it was going to be a lot easier 
than maybe it has been. And their recruiting rankings haven't really reflected what everybody anticipated when they made that move. You know, they thought that there was going to be an influx of transfers and five stars signing there, but the five stars are signing with the schools they've always signed with the past yep. 15 years. USC, it's been 15, 12, 15 years since they were really signing powerhouse five-star recruiting classes, and that's what you need to do to win. There's Stars matter. Ari Wasserman always says that on The Athletic. Right? Yeah, he does. Stars matter. Defenses matter because, look, when they go to the Big Ten, Big Ten's about defense. It's you got to stop see somebody. Opening schedule for next year? Yeah, who they play? Their first three games, they play Michigan. They play um, somebody else. I think Wisconsin. And like they're traveling, they're traveling across country. The first three games, like they're all on the road. Wow. And um, another like tough team. I got to look it up, but it's it's like whoa, like that's that's not not ideal to start the season when they're really a non physical team. Yeah, they're not that physical, especially at the line no. of scrimmage. No. Wow. Yeah. Is, that, is that their Big Ten schedule to start the year? That is their – yeah, to start the year. And I think the Michigan so, game okay, might be So, okay, so I looked opener. at the schedule. So, they open with LSU. It looks <laughs> – then Utah State off. And then at Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Penn State, There we Maryland. go. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Wow. That's not ideal. That's not ideal. That, that doesn't really seem like not a playoff ideal. season. That is, that is not ideal to have your first year in the Big Ten to play that schedule. Wow. First year with the first year with the twelve team playoff, and they might not even have a realistic chance of making that. Well, Let Notre alone. Dame might not have a realistic shot at making that either. And you know, it's crazy now that we're transitioning to this twelve team playoff from the fourteen playoff, and we're talking about these rankings. I just want to say, I know a lot of old school college football fans hated on it. But I think there are times like this when I really kind of appreciated the simplicity of the BCS. Oh, me too. I didn't, me I didn't too. think the BCS was as bad as everyone else thought it was, man. I didn't I think it was, it was that bad. It really wasn't. I'm glad you agree with me. I've never really found anybody that agreed with me on that. And I just feel like, you know, like every year people would cry about it and complain. But, like, you got the, the best teams. Part, yeah, for the most part, they got it right. Like, if you go year by year and look at what was going on out of the – with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 11, 12 years that the BCS National Championship game existed. They got it right like 10 of the 12 times probably. That's a good hit rate. Like That's a good hit. The playoffs gotten it a couple times with some of the teams yeah. that have missed. You look at Baylor in 2014. Some of the years Ohio State missed for some of the school. Like it's it's... There's been some rough ones. The one year Penn State won the Big Ten and didn't even make the playoff. Yeah, like there's things like, exactly, things like that. 
the BCS would have righted that. Penn State was the big time. They would have been right in the Rose Bowl. It wouldn't have been Ohio State. It would have been Michigan. They would yeah, have had a chance exactly. to play. It would have been great. And if they were undefeated, uh, they would have been in. For me, I, I know everybody pointed to the Alabama-LSU rematch in the national championship. That's the one that, like, kick-started this whole thing. But, it, but for the most part, we got the teams right. Even the AP Top 25, when we were doing that for years, which still exists now, but we still get it right. Like, the best teams are the best teams. And, look, Michigan's going to have a chance this weekend to add a big-time win to their resume. Right now, Penn State sits at 10. This their is the big, big win to their resume. First, their first big first win. Game. This is their first game for me. This right. is Michigan's opener, in my opinion. Right. They, they better <laughs> – they got to win this game because then you get Ohio State. And that's going to determine who comes out of the Big Ten of this thing. But you know what? I think they're going to win this game against Penn State. So do I. Penn State just never beats a top five opponent under James Franklin. No. They never do it. No. They just can't get it done. And everyone goes crazy over this Drew Aller kid. I think there's a lot better quarterbacks in college football than Drew Aller. And J.J. McCarthy's one of them. I think yeah. you'll see a big difference between the two of them on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. And I just don't think, I don't think it's going to be close, man, to be honest. I don't Mm-mm. think Penn State's going to keep it close. Well, Penn State better come out with a different game plan than they did against Ohio State and Columbus because you can't run the ball on first and second down and expect Aller to throw the ball third and long every game. And listen, I would love to see Penn State beat Michigan. I'm not a big Michigan guy, never have been. And it would be cool to see them finally, you know, make that leap as a program and beat a top five. I'm not rooting for them to be down by any reason. I went to college in Pennsylvania. I know a lot of Penn yeah. State fans. It would be cool to see them win. But, like, dude, I got to see it to believe it. Me too. I think, the, uh, I think what you mentioned right after, the Ohio State-Michigan game is going to be a lot more interesting. I think that everyone pretty much has Ohio State with no chance because of what's happened the past couple of years. And I don't think that that's true. Even though they've looked terrible against Rutgers, I think the Michigan's got so much noise around that program right now that I just don't see them coming into that game clean. No. And I think if Ohio State, they're built a little differently this this iteration. Their defense is be- yeah. built differently. Like the past couple of Ohio State teams have just been, we're going to throw it to our five-star receivers, try to beat you, you know, 52-45. Now it's like, you know, we're going to throw to Marvin Harrison Jr. and try to beat you 27-23, which I think is a more realistic formula for them with the personnel that they have. So I think that there's a chance they, they you know, can beat Michigan. And I think if they beat Michigan, there's no way the committee can justify putting Michigan into the playoff. No. Michigan has to be out of the top five if that happens. Right. But what if, say, like, because everybody brings up this scenario. Oh, well, what if Ohio State loses a close game? Where do you rank them then? I think that all depends on what happens in the SEC championship game, and I think that depends on what happens in the Pac-12 championship game. I think those are going to be the things that make a big determination of what happens. Because if Alabama goes into Georgia and beats Georgia, then they're going to have that same argument saying, well, you know, if it was a close game, then Georgia should be the fourth seed, which, you know, would probably be really stupid because then they would get an immediate rematch with Alabama. Because right. Alabama would probably torpedo to the one seed if they beat Oh, Georgia you would have to put them the number one. You would have, have to, to put them number one. So there's that scenario. There's the scenario of what happens in what's probably going to be an Oregon-Washington rematch in the yep. Pac-12 championship game. Can't wait for that. I would. Well, Washington's yeah. got a big game, though, against Utah. That You can't pass the I was just going to say, Washington's first got to get there clean. They had that tough game you just mentioned against Utah, and then they have a sleeper tough game 
against Oregon State the following weekend. In Oregon tough. State, Corvallis, man. That's not a tough place to play at all. Yeah, they're 12th in the country right now. They just rock Colorado, who since our last podcast has fallen off the face of the which we knew, map. Which we knew they were going to go down. You know. <laughs> we knew it. We knew it. But, like, you know, I didn't think it was going to get this bad. I didn't see no, five-game losing streak coming. No, but you know what? Their defense is not that great. They had some injuries. Offensively, they're not looking great. Oregon State's really good. DJ's playing really well. Arizona in that conference has picked up some nice wins. I mean, you go back to the Arizona game, you're, you're winning that game, what, 30-something, 29-0 at half, and you lose that game. That's a game you can't lose. Yeah, um, and Stanford game. Yeah, Stanford game can't lose that <laughs> one either. Like that, those are games you just can't lose. But these teams are good teams. And the Pac-12 is a very good conference this year. Look, the Utes, you know, look, we saw what Washington did after their emotional win against Oregon. Didn't really look great against Arizona State. Again, reckless going forward on fourth down cost the Sun Devils the win against Washington. You know, they didn't they were play in great. that game the whole time, so I watched that 15-7. And, and you know, <laughs> they didn't play great at Stanford, but they got away with the W. They can get by Utah here and figure out a way to get past Oregon State and Washington State, man, that's going to be set up a nice Pac-12 championship game. That would, and I think, you know, if everything holds tight, they went out, Oregon wins out, the winner of that game is a lock to get into. I so agree with that. I think the winner of that game has to be a lock. So there's there's a there, – I just don't think that they can justify putting the two big-time schools in this year. No, I don't think I mean, so you know, either. Florida State wins out. They got to get that fourth spot. They're probably going to stay in that fourth spot. You'll probably see the winner of the Big Ten championship game get the two spot. The winner of the Pac-12 will probably get the three spot. And then the winner of the SEC championship game will get the one spot probably. There was a scenario brought up tonight I was watching. They were talking about, well, what if – so this is like the chaos theory right now. So what if <laughs> Texas wins the Big 12, Alabama wins the SEC, and you had like Washington and Oregon win the Pac-12? What do you do then? Because George is going to want the case, well, wait, wait, and especially if the game's close. George is going to be like, well, wait a minute. We should still be in. But how can you justify then put Alabama ahead of Texas? But they, I guess you could say they want a harder conference. You see, in that situation, I would say that Georgia has to be removed because right. they should be penalized for playing the week schedule that they played to open the season. I think overall, and you're starting to see a shift with this now that the conferences have kind of merged, that some of these schedules are getting tougher earlier in the year, like USC and LSU are opening up against each other. But a lot of these schools, I mean, dude, it's ridiculous. Like, Georgia, their first three weeks of the season, four weeks of the season, they're playing nobody. So I think Michigan, that, you know nobody. Oregon, nobody. Yeah, so, like, you know what? If you lose at the end of the year when you're finally playing some real cop, I don't think that you really have the – the weight to say, hey, I we deserve to be in it. Like, why? Because you beat Middle Tennessee State yeah. and Jacksonville Southern and Georgia State 63 <laughs> nothing. Like, what does that get? Like, that's not making you better. Like, no, it doesn't. And and that and that's the thing, like, that's the big thing for me, like when I watch this stuff, and again, not to overreact or get crazy, but it's like, okay, well, we're gonna justify Ohio State being number one because they beat Notre Dame. Well, Notre Dame's 20 now. And they're not the same Notre Dame team that, that you beat. Yeah, you beat a Penn State team. That one's okay because they're 10. But yeah. the Notre Dame win, to me, isn't justifiable anymore because Notre Dame's lost three games and they're 20. Yeah. And, but to me, Georgia just beat the number 12 team in the nation who's now 14, and it was a good game. 
And that kind of justifies, okay, so what do they have to do to get back to number one? <laughs> I want to see what Georgia does with Ole Miss. This That's weekend. a big game. That's a big game. I think, this week. I think Ole Miss could get them. Well, you said I that about Ole Miss and Alabama, too. And, I did, and, and I was wrong. And, wrong and big time. Me, too. I was wrong. I thought Lane Kiffin could go in there. That was the game for me. Lane Kiffin, if he's able to win in Tuscaloosa against Alabama, they would have knocked Alabama out of this thing a long time ago. Season over. Wouldn't have mattered. Now, man, they don't go into Georgia and win. Look out. I think when Saban steps down, Lane Kiffin's going to be the next coach at Alabama. That's just my early prediction. Mm, interesting. I think that I think Lane Kevin's gonna be the guy. He's got he's got experience there. I think uh I think that's the I think that's the job he's always wanted. And uh I think Lane the egomaniac wants to show that he can win one without <laughs> saving at Alabama. I think that would I, make him so happy. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's a ma- maniac. Uh before we get onto that Michigan stuff, because you mentioned the off the field thing, you gotta be impressed with Oklahoma State this weekend. Big win. Bedlam against Oklahoma. Fuck that that series is over. I know, right? How great was that game, though? You know what? Real quick, before we touch on the game, I think that with moving forward, both those programs need to do. I don't know if there's been talk about it yet, but like you know, rivalry week at the end of the yeah. year, where like some of those out of conference rivalries play each other, like South Carolina and Clemson yeah. play, or um, you know, like Georgia Tech and Georgia play. Yeah, that that weekend's got to be Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. I mean, there's just they, they got to play that game that week. Um, yeah. But that game was crazy. I mean, I definitely watched the end of it. The Oklahoma State quarterback's impressive. Bowman, yeah. he's, he's, he's impressive. He's got a good arm. He, um, I thought Oklahoma should have won. I feel bad for Dylan Gabriel. This is definitely like his eighth year in college football. Yeah. And I feel like if it didn't happen for him this year, it's not going to happen for him. So, but uh, I mean – that's a game that's got to be continued being played. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. They got to figure out a way to keep well, that being played. I, I was reading that. Um, well, now that Army's joined the conference uh, with the American, the Army Navy game still the last game of the year. It's not even a conference game. It's still a non-conference game. Yeah, and, like that. And but Oregon's going to play Oregon State still. Washington's still going to play Washington State. So let's keep these rivalry games alive. I love that. And look, right now, Oklahoma State and Texas will play in the Big 12 title game. I would put give the edge to the Cowboys. Yeah, I think right now you kind of have to. If they play, they'd probably be favorites in that game. If they put out a spread, it'd probably be to- it'd probably be close. You'd probably get the that minus two, maybe minus three, but they would be a favorite, I think. And rightfully so. I mean, they're a good team. But I don't think the Big 12 is tough enough of a conference no. to put the winner of it into the playoff. I just No, I don't think so. I think so. that's a recipe for one of those, like, 42 nothing first-round playoff games where it just gets <laughs> going back to early. I think Texas had to go undefeated for that to happen. Oh, yeah. And also, quick shout-out, too, to my uh, my Liberty Flames. I'm getting my PhD hey. at Liberty. They stuck All right. the top 25, 9-0. And, oh, and uh, they might have a chance of getting that at-large bull bit if they finish undefeated, Conference USA champs. They might have a shot at it. Yeah, I think Tulane's still there. Got it in there. James, well, James Madison doesn't qualify this year, but they're. Uh, Do you see that they're applying for bowl eligibility? Yeah, they I are. Think they should give it to them. Why not? Yeah, why not? Put them in over some five and seven team. Like I don't want to yeah. see a five and seven team in the bowl. <laughs> I really no don't. One needs to see that. I hate that. No one needs to see that. For me, this is the house. This is I have strict standards when it comes to bowls. I say you got to be seven and five or better to get in a bowl. I game. agree with you fully. Me and my best friend always talk about that. And also, as you know, I work in education. I've worked yeah. in colleges. 
there is no educational benefit for any five and seven football playing team. No, to be taking trips in December where they should be doing finals and exams yeah. all across the country to play in bowl games with seventy people there, and yeah. all they all they do is lose millions of dollars to the universities. Those games lose so much money, dude. Like those schools end up in terrible packages. They have to sell hotels. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like they end up, they end up taking losses of like five, six. There's no point of it. That's crazy. That's so so crazy. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna send you some stuff about it. But yeah, they they uh, oof. it's crazy. I've man. been I've been to one. I've been to a couple bowl games. They're they're fun to go to. Like I went to Pinstripe Bowl the one year. That was fun. Notre Dame played Rutgers, so that was fun. You uh, see, I feel like that's. But you see, we're in a region where. Yeah. There's going to be people there, you know? Yeah. Like, well, Notre Dame if that game was played is. in the Boca Raton Bowl, you know, no. how many people are, how many well, people are going? You know, Notre Dame fans would travel. Yeah, Notre Dame fans would travel for sure. But, yeah. like, you know, let's say you put Rutgers and Purdue in no. the Boca Raton no, Bowl. No, you know, nobody's how many people watching are going that game. Nobody's yeah. watching that game. It's brutal. So they got to do something There's too many. That's a that's a topic for another day. There's just way too many bowl games. Way seven and five, many. though. I agree with you. Seven and five for me. So that it was another the big thing like tonight too. A lot of people have been talking about Michigan sign stealing, cheating. What's going to happen? What are your thoughts on this thing? I think it's a non-story, um, similar to the Astros cheating scandal a few years ago. I roll my eyes at it. And keep going. I I don't think I think this is something that's been going on in football. For as long as it's been a game, I mean, you you had Spygate 15 years ago. You've had people stealing signals and taping practices, things like that before. This is nothing new. I think what you're seeing more than anything is people just hate Jim Harbaugh. They do. They really, they really do. They hate Jim Harbaugh. And I think in a weird way, there's a faction of people that want him out of college football for some reason. And I think that they're just trying to make this blown up. And it's really a non-issue to me. I don't think it has anything to do with anything going on. I don't think that, you know, they, they've gotten any sort of unfair advantage from it. And if they have, then good for them. That, that means that they outcoached you and they outstaffed you. Like, they got information that you weren't able to protect. And that's it. I don't think Michigan should be penalized. No, I don't think so. And I think it's, a, I think it's just a big media outcry narrative because – even if, let's say, like the Big Ten tried to come down on them, Michigan can appeal, which takes months. Like nothing's going to happen now. Nothing's going to happen. No, this nothing. Year. Nothing will happen until the national championship is over, when a playoffs over, and Harbaugh's gone back to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll get hit with sanctions or something. Yeah. If anything. And even then, I don't, I don't think this is you know big enough to warrant that. No, like you said, everybody does it. It's sign stealing. Okay, if they were so good at it, they should have not lost to TCU. Yeah, exactly. And TCU is terrible this year. So, yeah. I mean, that you, yeah, it's a great point. Like, I, no, like I, I said, I, I don't think they're getting any sort of advantage from this. No, I don't think they're getting an advantage of it. Do you, would, if you did a rankings, if you, if say I, you know, you were doing it, would you have Michigan in your top four? With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, I I really don't know just because they don't have a signature win. And I feel like for me, as a college football fan, by November 7th, you have to have a signature win. Right. And I just think that on a neutral field, Florida State might be favored over them. Alabama might be favored over them. Might I'm not saying definitely, but might be. Georgia definitely would. Ohio State would probably be an even game. Yep. And, you know, I think both of the Pac-12 teams, I think they'd be underdogs, Oregon and Washington. So I think that all those teams are better than them, to be honest. But listen, I could be proved wrong. They do have a bunch of five stars. We'll see when they play Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State, like, really good, you know, like, beat them, like they have the last two years, then I'll be like, all right, you know what, maybe they, they're pretty good. But if they barely beat them or if they lose to them, then, you know, put them in the Rose Bowl or the Cotton Bowl and call it a day. I mean, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not crying tears for Michigan. No, uh, they, neither am I. Neither am I. Uh, to be honest, I would not have them in my top four right now because they played nobody. Yeah, exactly. I don't think – I know, would no actually put Washington win. ahead of Florida State because of their two wins that they've had. I know USC isn't what they are, but you go in there and win – the way you did, I think you, that's true. I, I give you that, but you know what? I know that looking back on it now, the LSU win doesn't look yeah, as good. Yeah. But like I mentioned earlier, I think time of the year matters right. in assessing these wins. Oh, it and has at the time, to. everybody had LSU as a national championship contender. You know that was a big game. They were looked at as a big underdog, and they they were them up. They so, did. You know, I, I still I think that from that first game. They've made a good impression, and outside of that little Boston College flip-up, which you're going to have throughout the year. And even the Clemson really, game. Yeah, they haven't done anything that would really make you, you know, think that they can't compete at that level. And the Clemson game, I'm not going to put too much stock into that because they hadn't beat them in so long. Yeah. You know, when rivalry games like that, you're not going to get your cleanest performance. They you may know, not but, get a clean performance this weekend either. They might not. But I think that they're going to get they'll out win. of everything. They'll, they'll win. They'll win. Yeah. I think they're going to get out of everything. I really like Jordan Travis. I think he's good. Yeah, me too. I, when I that like kid him. Johnny Wilson plays, the, the big dude, the 6'7 receiver, he's a beast, man. Like, he, he moves really fluid for a 6'7 guy. Well, you mentioned, like, you mentioned that, right? And you go back to how many years, like, Ohio. I think, what was the one year? Didn't they lose to, like, West Virginia or something early? And they're like, and but later on, they just ran the table. They lost to a team that they shouldn't have lost to. And... And the committee's like, no, no, no. Well, that happened earlier in the year. This is the yeah. Ohio team, Ohio State team we expected to see. So this is why we're ranking them here. Yeah. That happened to them a couple times. That happened when they lost to Iowa and Purdue. Yeah. yeah. They lost 59 nothing to Purdue, and everyone freaked out. They, uh, You know, that was crazy. I, saw it. I mean, it happens. Like I said, it all depends. I think, like I said, we're going to see really after championship weekend – who kind of separates themselves that we got to see if everyone gets in there on skate. There's yeah. always that, that chance of chaos, which is why we love college football. It's the greatest sport right now. I mean, I love it. Saturdays to me, 
are just must-watch TV every week. The games Definitely. matter. The, the Every game feels like a playoff game. It matters. Look, 12 teams will be fun to talk about. The games will still matter. But right now, the way we got everything set up, man, when you get – if Ohio State and Michigan are both undefeated, that's a, a virtual quarterfinal game. Championship weekend sets up to be like quarterfinals as well. It, it yeah, college football is so good right now. It definitely is. It's in a, everyone's trying to say that it's not in a good place because of the transfer portal and the NIL, but I disagree. I think it's. I think the game's in a great place. I think that every Saturday, like you said, there's must-watch games. There's great storylines to follow. And it's just one of those things that if people are saying that, they're probably really not watching the game. No, exactly. They're because not if watching, you're watching it. these games. You're you're, you're going to be like, this is this is awesome. Like this you're, is- if you're watching the staying up late, you're catching the replays. You're starting from twelve. You're going all the way to two. You're seeing a lot of great games. Not just top twenty-five matchups. There are games inside a conference. There there's so many clutch games, fun games to watch. Some of these teams are out of it, but it doesn't matter. Still, really good football. And that's why college football is one of the best sports on the planet right now. Couldn't agree more for sure. I mean, outside of the NFL, there's not a sport I look more forward to to watching than college football. College football is. I can't believe the season's almost over. <laughs> I know. It's terrible, actually. That's the worst part about it is that it goes so quick. But at least these next three to four weeks are going to be awesome to yeah. watch. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. And I think, like you said, conference championship weekend is going to kind of be a quarterfinals which is cool, and it'll set up to the semis. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I still hate that really long break. Between Me the, too. I hate that. I uh, hate that. Beginning of the games and stuff. They got to figure something out with that. I think, obviously, now with the 12-team playoff, that'll kind of uh, mitigate some of that downtime between the schools. I just don't think you're getting the best game that you can get. No, you're teams. not. You're not getting the best game. Them, yeah, when you put them down that long. I mean, to play once a week and then not play for four weeks. You're on like, such a – you're such a high. You're in the zone for so long. You're getting prepped every week, and then you have that month off. Man, that, that kills any momentum a team has. Yeah, I agree 100%. So hopefully that 12-team playoff thing. And I think it's going to be cool to really see some of those playoff games on campus. I can't I wait to see that. And, and I, I guarantee I guarantee you this, the teams that get the bye are going to want those games on campus when when we get to quarters or something like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, like you said, you know, there are certain fan bases, Notre Dame, things like that, that'll travel. But you're going to see real playoff crowds for the first time, I think, in the playoff because the college football playoff, you know, let's be honest, it's become really a corporate event. Yes. As much as a playoff event, you know, they usually do it on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, yeah. something like that. And, you know, most of the people at those games probably aren't your real hardcore college football fans. No. But you put those games on campus in Alabama and Texas and Oregon, and Man. you're going to see the same crowd, <laughs> great environments, you know, Ohio State and Michigan, especially that time of year. You'll see some snow games. It's going to be exciting. You know, that's going to be definitely fun. That I can't wait for that. It's just, uh, you know always great talking college football with you, Justin. Can't wait to do it again. Definitely get you on before championship weekend, after champion. Get ready for bowl season because I cannot talk enough college football with you, man. Great knowledge. Always having you on this podcast has been great. Definitely, man. I appreciate it. Get me on whenever. We can do a little preview before it starts. Get something moving. Whatever you want, bro. Just let me know, man. I love it, too. It's always a good time. Thank you for having me up, man. I always have a great time on this podcast. Good time.
Hey, guys, this has been the Full Press College Football Podcast around campus, around gridiron. i be your host, Jim Berenger. My guest, Justin Ryan Gonzalez. Check him out. We'll, this will be up on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, take care. Enjoy the rest of the college football season. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.